Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It is October second. It's 2019, and um, I, I don't know for anybody like myself um, that doesn't follow hockey if they know what today is. But today is opening night for NHL. We got a four game slate. Uh, we're gonna break that down. I'm not gonna break it down. I'm gonna ask all the dumb questions. I brought in one of our resident NHL, NHL guys here at Roto Grinders. You guys know him as JMB. John Britt, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, Stevie. How are you? <laughs> I am. Um, I'm team no sleep right now. Everybody knows that I have a newborn. Um, so I'm. I'm actually really happy that you wanted to record earlier because, like, I'm gonna get more sleep tonight than I've gotten probably in the last two weeks. Oh, you jinxed it. Ah, uh, nope, no jinx. I let my wife sleep all day today, so um, that was the compromise. So smart man. Um, plenty of sleep petting Stevie's way tonight. So. We're going to talk some NHL. We're going to talk some general strategy. We're going to talk a bunch of stuff, uh, but we're going to start. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to our sponsor's site, fantasydraft.com. Sign up through the Roto-Grinders links. And we get three months of Roto-Grinders premium for Fantasy Draft. Once you make your first deposit, start playing over there. They got plenty of stuff going on for NFL, but they do also have some NHL stuff up. Um, no rake, so you can check that out. They have a $25 buy-in tournament over there where you can only enter it three times so it's kind of like a three entry max uh tournament 25 dollars buy-in pays 375 up top so 2500 dollars in cash prizes only playing against 100 people i'm going to take what i learned from the podcast today and i'm going to make a lineup for that tournament so <laughs> that's that's where i'm going um and playing so you can play on a bunch of different sites but uh, we talked about it yesterday they have their five hundred thousand dollar hooters main event tournament um 28 buy-in tournament five hundred thousand dollars and seventy thousand the first place rake free dfs over there on fantasy draft like i said make sure you sign up through the roto grinders links uh speaking of roto grinders and i know you do a lot here at roto grinders behind the scenes and stuff and then you also help out with the NHL premium stuff. So if I say anything wrong, <laughs> then you could just correct me. But if you're looking for premium NHL stuff, you can buy the whole season on Roto Grinders for 150 bucks. If you already have the core sport membership for football, you'll get access to all the NHL stuff as well. So we have a bunch of stuff going on here when it comes to NHL. Um, you can kind of talk about this, I feel like, a little bit more than I can. And I know um, I've, I've been talking to Nicole about it as well. But we have a new um, stacking feature with Lineup HQ. And you can take our projections, load them right into Lineup HQ, take advantage of the expert survey, CVR, and then, you know, tell me a little bit about the stacking tool. Uh, yeah, so a big part of DFS hockey is stacking some line mates who, you know, play together because you can get – a goal and two assists on the same event. So the pretty common strategy is stacking. So this tool just takes our projections, adds adds them up for whatever line, power play, uh, so you get a cumulative projection, and then factors in the site pricing. So it'll give you a point per dollar stack. 
instead of how we, we kind of have been used to seeing it on the projections page as a point per dollar player. This is just kind of giving you all the options of how much cap space they cost and, you know, what their expected value is. Yeah, well, you know, I'm 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 new to NHL. I've been playing DFS and I posted this. I've been playing DFS since October of 2009. So October is like a 10-year mark for me and I've probably played 15 nights of NHL. <laughs> so um NHL's not my sport. Um but I do know that like when we stack in baseball and we're game stacking in football and basketball, stacking in NHL is very important as well. So, again, if you have the core sport premium package here, the NFL, the PGA, and NBA, MLB, and then you get NHL as well, um, a lot of the content is up for opening night. You can check out the expert survey. A um, bunch of stuff going on over there. So, let's um, let's just start with some general strategy of hockey. I know you kind of already touched on stacking. Um, I think the most important part as a novice is to make sure your goalie's playing, right? That's where you should start. You definitely want that. Well, I mean, sometimes you might be better off without it, but uh, <laughs> that's probably true. You can see on our lineups page, as we confirm goalies, you'll see a, a C come next to their name. If we don't know who it is yet, it's got a B. So if you want to be comfortable that your goalie is for sure starting, you want to see that C next to their name on the lineups page. That just means they're confirmed. All right. Well, make sure I, I've done. I've played enough where I know that you have to be very careful when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> For opening so, night, we should be pretty safe. But yes. Right. Well, hey, listen. I'm I'm helping the users for the next couple of weeks. Make sure you're paying attention because a lot of people play NHL pre basketball and then NBA All Star break. So that's when we talk basketball or you know hockey is on this podcast anyway. So. Um, what's some other general strategy that we should be looking at when it comes to hockey? Uh, I mean, obviously the stacking, um, there's a, a very real advantage to being on home ice. So, um, you get imagine you're, you get the last line change. So your, your coach gets to put his players in the most advantageous line of, you know, spots he can. So, uh, when in doubt, home ice is a, a thing to look at. Um, a lot of people might stack, you know, a, a top line, but leave off a, a good defenseman. So you, you got to mix and match your stacks and stack power play units instead of just line one or line two. And uh, the, the general strategy really, it really sways pretty heavily based on the number of games. So like, tomorrow's a pretty short slate. So you kind of have to dig just a little bit deeper than you would on a 10 gamer. All right. So, Smaller slates lead to more chalk, obvious. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the games as we're getting going here. Like, how do you approach chalk when it comes to hockey? Do you just play the plays in the right spots, or is there a way to be different? <laughs> I guess it depends on the chalk. So I, I always feel like you have to take a stand kind of one way or the other. So if, if you want to go with the, the chalkiest of chalk, you need to be overweight uh, compared to the field. And if you don't really love the chalk, then uh, you kind of just got to, you know, fade them all together. I, I think when you try to play the middle road in hockey, you can get burned pretty quick. All right. So playing the right plays when you need to. Um, important. <laughs> all right. So 
Um, any other like general strategy, you know, we've talked, you know, pretty much, um, general stuff. Um, is there anything else we should know before we, you know, break these games down for opening night? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, DraftKings did some pretty major scoring updates. So I think, uh, you definitely have to pay attention to the scoring categories on each site. Cause some plays on DraftKings might not be the best plays on fantasy draft or FanDuel and vice versa. So knowing, um, you know, DK has these new bonuses, so you just got to know what you're playing on, and uh, certain plays will be better plays on different sites. So, like, bonuses. All right, now I'm interested. Um, you know, we they don't – do they do the plus-minus anymore? No, thank God. Um, so what what's the bonuses that we're getting on DraftKings now? Uh, I got to pull it up. Uh, if a goalie has 35 saves, they get a bonus. If a player has five shots on goal or more, they get a bonus. Three is this because like there was there like ties or something? Like they're just adding more scoring, so people like more scoring. They they yeah. like scoring more fantasy points. I don't think it had anything to do with ties. I could be wrong, but yeah, I think they're just trying to make it a more high scoring game. Okay, so yeah, I'm kind of looking at it here. Five plus shots, three points. Block shots, three plus. You get three points. Three plus points, you get three points. Um, I'm guessing like so. That's uh, goals and assists, right? Correct. Yeah, I know a little bit. Um, right. But yeah, shoot shootout goal. Um, so there's a lot of different ways you can score points, right? Like it looks a lot different. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not substantially different, but it's definitely a different product than it was last year, and there are more points to be had, that's for sure. All right. Um, so if you're playing over there, make sure you're getting a goalie that's going to have a lot of shots on goal. <laughs> Get the three-point bonus. Yep. Um, or a goalie that's going to shut somebody out because four points <laughs> for better. that. That's nice. Like, there you go. Um, all right, so let's get into these games. we got four games here on the slate. Uh, I'm sure that, like, I, I know – Thursday is a much bigger slate and you know we talk football here on Thursdays on the morning grind so if you're looking for more information um, for that like I said check out the premium product here let's start with the Senators and the Maple Leafs Um, I'm guessing if I was a novice I'd be guessing that Toronto's going to be pretty chalky here big time favorites at home against Ottawa Um, let's start with the Senators Uh, what do you like here for the Senators (laughs) Uh, there's not a ton to like for the Senators, really. Uh, I kind of think of them as the Dolphins of the NHL. So, uh, hey, listen, get off my Dolphins, all right? We're, we're tanking. My apology. Like, I'm, I'm a Dolphins fan. We're, we're rooting for one of the three undefeated teams to lose, um, or all of them to lose, and then we're rooting for a full-on, let's just, 0-16 season. So, that's what we're rooting for this year. Get it. So... So nothing on the Senators whatsoever, cash or tournaments here? Uh, uh, cash, probably not. Uh, maybe Thomas Shabbat, he's got a high floor. Um, as for tournaments, yeah, I mean, they're in play. Uh, Brady Kachuk's talented. Colin White's a good young center. So those two could be stacked together. Um, and they're on the same line together, right? And they play on the same power play line. I think that's another thing that's important, right? Correct, yeah. So I, if I were targeting Ottawa, which I – doubt I will much I would look towards that top power play unit probably just because they just don't have the greatest depth up front and I mean Shabbat's a, a stud defenseman so he's definitely in play and Brandstrom's a, a 
was a huge piece in the deal that they sent Mark Stone to Vegas. So he's, he's kind of their up and coming defenseman. So he offers some value and some upside. And we're not playing the goalie here for senators looking at how much of a dog they are going into Toronto. Uh, definitely not in cash. I could see the merit. If you're fading Toronto on a couple lineups and GPPs, I could see throwing Craig Anderson in there. Uh, I mean, he's definitely going to get 35 shots thrown at him, whether or not he can get 35 saves, who knows. But, I mean, he has a, a high ceiling just from shot volume. And I forgot to mention really quick, on Fantasy Draft, they do the team goalie. They don't do just regular goalies. Uh, do you like that better than trying to just play the goalie? Uh, yeah, I, I, I do. You don't have to you, – you, I mean, you should still pay attention to who's in net because you don't want to pay a premium for a backup goalie. But at least if you somehow miss the news or there's a late scratch or whatever, you're still going to get points. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess that's you know probably the best advantage of it, right? Like if you like a goalie, you're probably liking that team anyway. So if, right. if it goalie switches or something – um all right let's talk toronto uh, again i don't play a lot of hockey but if i was playing a team on this slate just looking at vegas like this would be the team that i'd be like all right i gotta get this top line gotta get this power play lines like this would be the team that i'm looking at uh definitely yeah i mean if you especially cash if you're playing cash games you have to start with toronto um the only problem with toronto is they have so much forward depth that picking the right line can be difficult so um, I, I have a feeling Austin Matthews will probably be the most owned player tomorrow. And uh, you, you can stack him up with his line mates. Uh, and it, it's a great play. But then as soon as you do that, John Tavares and Mitch Marner might explode on the second line. So um, if you're mass entering, I think you just got to cover all your bases here with Toronto because any of these guys could go off. I'm kind of looking at our um, lineups page here, and it looks like, you know, only one defensive player from each line is on the power play units on separate power play units. Like, is that a way to be different potentially with your stack as well? Yeah, I mean, def Morgan Riley, when I was just looking through some stats and uh, among skaters with 400 minutes or more of ice time, he actually led the entire NHL with 133 expected goals, which was surprising to me. Not that he's not extremely good, but it just kind of shows how much, I don't know if trust is the right word, that Mike Babcock has for him. He puts him out there in just advantageous positions constantly. So any stack I did with Toronto, I would consider getting Riley in there. Uh, they also just traded for Tyson Berry, and he is just as good. So it's, we'll have to see how it shakes out. He's, he's definitely going to see some power play time. I'm just wondering how much of that he takes away from Jake Moses. All right. So, um, Anderson, you know, is he the chalk goalie as well, or is there another goalie that you like more? Uh, he's up there. Mark Andre Fleury, I like also. So, uh, in cash, I'll probably lean Anderson because, I mean, he's got such a good chance at a win. Um, but I think Fleury will see more more pucks. Yeah, like those are the two lopsided games. You know, we'll we'll talk about the Vegas game when we get there. But looking at Vegas odds, like the Toronto and the Vegas um, games, like those are the two big favorites here on opening night. Like, do you put any merit into Vegas odds, or do you just trust your research and you know go off of that? Uh, I mean, if you're ignoring Vegas, I think you're 
you're probably doing it wrong. So yeah, I look at it. Uh, usually it kind of lines up with what you expect anyway. But um, if, if I notice I'm way off from what Vegas thinks, it makes me dig in a little deeper. And that goes with any sport. Um, all right, moving on here. So I think we gave out some good info there on the Toronto side. Let's go to Washington and St. Louis. Um, can I talk smack about St. Louis or will you never join my, join me again? I'm a Red Wings fan, so have at it. Oh, okay. All right. So um, I just like poking at Eric Crane. I like Crane. We're buddies. I just like poking at him when I have a chance. And he probably won't even listen to this, but um, St. Louis Blues defending Stanley Cup champions going up here against Washington. Washington, I'm, I'm, I know enough about hockey to know that Washington can score. Um, so this is an interesting game, right? Yeah, it's the last two Cup champs. So um... – it's, it should be a really good game. All right, let's start with the Washington side of things. I think, you know, you're always starting with Ovechkin. Um, outside of him, what else are we looking at here with Washington? Well, they're going to be without Kuznetsov here for the first few games because he got caught doing stupid stuff on video. Um, and that is big because that kind of takes away their secondary scoring. So, yeah, you got to love Ovechkin. Uh, he scores goals in bunches and he shoots constantly. So even in a, what I think is actually a really tough matchup here, he's, he's kind of matchup proof. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom, I, I would pair him with Ovechkin almost in every lineup I used Ovechkin. And then uh, uh, TJ Oshie's returning back to St. Louis. He played there for a long time. So there's a little narrative there. And then with uh, Kuznetsov out, uh, it gives Lars Eller kind of a chance to step into that number two center role. Uh, he also used to play in St. Louis too. So uh, I don't love Washington here, but I could see the merit for sure to stack in Ovechkin with Backstrom, maybe even Tom Wilson, um, definitely John Carlson on the blue line. Uh, I don't know that I want to dig too much past their second line. Um, so if you're looking at like a Backstrom Ovechkin stack to add a third person, would you go Wilson with their line or would you play Oshi and get the power play line or just kind of be different with multiple lineups? Uh, definitely be a little different if you're doing multiple lineups. My, my favorite third wheel there would probably be Carlson. Uh, Tom Wilson, uh, interesting enough, like refused to play against the Blues in their two preseason games because – uh, he's cheap shotted two blues last year and I mean, trouble's coming his way as soon as he gets on the ice. So I don't know. You don't get points for fights and he might be in the box for a while. <laughs> all right. Um, good insight there. Like never would have thought of that, obviously. Um, all right. So the St. Louis side of things, defending champs. Um, what do we like here from the defending champs? Uh, they're stacked. Um, that obviously, I think the first line you have to look at is Shin, Schwartz, and Tarasenko. They're dangerous. Um, again, Washington is not a pushover either. So uh, I like them the most on St. Louis because I think Ryan O'Reilly, who is the second line center, if you want to call it the second line, sh- should probably – I'm guessing Craig Bruby's going to want him all over Ovechkin more in like a defensive shutdown role. So it just kind of takes away some of the upside of that second line. But – you never know. It could totally, I mean, it's not like Schwartz and Shin can't play defense. So I like St. Louis in this game. Um, I like their top two lines. You know, Robert Thomas is a pretty impressive looking kid. Uh, he did well in the playoffs last year and he's cheap. So he'd be a, an option to throw in there and kind of offset some costs. 
And then on defense, you get, they just acquired Justin Falk and I think it's a great fit for him. I would expect him to put up numbers like Kevin Chattenkirk did. Uh, I think they're somewhat similar, uh, very good on the power play. So uh, I like Falk and Petrolangelo better than I do Dunn, honestly, even though Dunn's getting the run on the first power play. Dunn's a little cheaper too, um, you know, just kind of looking on fantasy draft anyway. Uh, does that make any difference or would you rather just pay the extra couple bucks and get like a Falk in there? Uh, I'd rather play. Yeah, I'd pay up. I, I don't dislike Dunn, but he doesn't see, I mean, he's, he's a good power play weapon, but I think the other two have more upside at even strength that kind of washes that off. Will this be kind of like a strategy where you play like the, the, the top line and then you play the two defense guys that get the second power play and you have exposure to both lines on the power play? I think that's a a great cash strategy. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of covering more bases. Look at me. I am a hockey guru. What are you guys talking about? Um, <laughs> I get roster construction to the to some point. Um, like I probably couldn't pronounce half of the names. That's why I haven't even tried. So, um, any interest in either goalie from Washington or St. Louis before we move on? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely GPP. I think they're both playable in GPPs. Uh, I'd say Bennington's probably my third favorite if I had to rank them in cash behind Anderson and Flurry. All right. All right, we got Vancouver and um, Edmonton. Um, any interest here in the Vancouver side? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, especially, I mean, it's four-game slate, so I don't think you can write anybody off. And Edmonton... Uh, they're not good defensively, and they had the second worst penalty kill last season in hockey. So, uh, Elias Pedersen, I think it's a great play. If he goes low owned, right, he has as much upside as anybody on the slate. So, him and Besser pair those two together, and definitely, definitely a GPP move. All right. Um, any interest in any of the defensive guys? Um, so, it's a game that we're kind of expecting to be a little lower scoring than the other, the other games on this one. Yeah. I, I that was funny. You say that cause we were talking about Vegas. I, I didn't, I wouldn't think this game will be low scoring necessarily. I, I, it's not going to have the firepower Toronto is going to put up on Ottawa, but uh, I think both of these teams are capable offensively and both have plenty of question marks on defense. Uh, as far as Vancouver defenseman, I definitely like Alex Edler. I think he's cash game viable. He blocks a ton of shots. You know, gets power play one minutes, and, and does have some offensive upside behind him. The other two that get power play time: Tyler Myers, who was a big addition to them this off season, and then Quinn Hughes is one of the highest regarded prospects around. So we don't know what he'll do yet, but uh, at that price point, that he's pretty cheap across the industry, it's you know kind of worth a gamble early. All right, um, the Oilers side of things. Like I know who Connor McDavid is. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so um what are we what are we looking at here Connor mcdavid is the highest price player on fantasy draft for this four game slate yeah uh i he should be i think too but uh what i love here about mcdavid is that i think toronto chalk's kind of just gonna overshadow him so this is one of those times where maybe maybe you can get Connor mcdavid at low ownership on a four game slate and if that's the case uh you have to do it. 
Um, especially, he's got some fairly cheap line mates here in Negard and James and Eel. So if you stack those three, it doesn't even you know hurt the bank too much. Yeah, and uh, you know, kind of looking at the Oilers too, it looks like it's a good mix on like their power play unit compared to their lines too. So like, there's a bunch of different ways you could stack this team if they start scoring goals. Yeah, right. I, my favorite stack there would be getting Drysital with McDavid because I don't think enough people do that. Um, Drysital actually led the team with 50 goals last year. He outscored McDavid. Um, he's very impressive, and I think a lot of people just see McDavid's online one, uh, Drysital's online two, and they don't really think you know there's still some correlation there to be had. All right, I'm all about the correlation. Um... Any of the defensive guys, I know we talked a lot about um, McDavid and, you know, his line and the power play lines. Um, it's kind of interesting looking at pricing. Um, some of these guys on defense, is there any of these guys that we should be looking at or they're cheap for a reason? Uh, definitely Clefbaum. Uh, he'd be in the top, you know, I don't know about top tier maybe, but he's close to top tier on the slate as far as upside. Um, you know, Darnell Nurse shows flashes of just – being really, really good. And then what I watched a little of their preseason, he didn't look that good. Um, I'll still have him definitely, definitely be in a player pool, but um, I don't know that I'd go anywhere other than Clefbaum and Cash. All right. All right, we have one more game here on this four-gamer opening night, and then I'm going to play a morning grind game because I have to um, and put, you know, John on the spot here, and he had no idea about this. So, Oh. Um, we got the Sharks and the Golden Knights. Um, when I watched a lot of hockey, the Sharks were good. Are they, are they not that good anymore? No, they're still good. Um, they got some issues going here, uh, tomorrow as Evander Kane decided to push a referee and is suspended. So barring some kind of appeal win, I think they're going to be without him tomorrow, which is huge. Um, that's why if you look at the lineups page right now, I don't have anybody on line two because we don't know what they're going to do yet. Uh, so this kind of, if you're going to target San Jose, I think we, we sort of have to wait until the morning skate tomorrow to know what's what, because I think we're going to see some changes in their lineup. But even with that said, Timo Meyer and Logan Couture are almost destined to play together and both are fantastic. And then you have the obvious, you know, top tier options on the blue line of Eric Carlson and Brent Burns um, that are, totally matchup proof even though uh this matchup sucks vegas is loaded and plays great defense especially in vegas so tough matchup for san jose uh, i still think we're gonna have to see how the lineup you know falls out tomorrow morning but i'm gonna want some exposure to the sharks yeah with the with the cane with cane being out is that gonna potentially open up some value that even in a tough matchup you take some shots on just to get some big stacks in elsewhere See, it's either going to open up value or it's going to, you know, potentially like kill Thomas Hurdle a little bit. It, I, it just depends on who's – I don't know what they're going to do, so I don't want to speculate too much. If they just move Joe Thornton up to the second line, which seems – I don't know. And Joe Thornton's way past his prime now. So I, I, just, I wouldn't want Joe Thornton on the second line. I don't know that they have the center depth to even do that. But, yeah, this is a wait-and-see one for me. All right, no problem. Um, you know, let's take advantage of premium. 
Um, Golden Knights, you already mentioned Flurry. I know who he is too. Um, what do we like here for the Golden Knights? Uh, there's a lot to like about uh, the, uh, the Golden Knights here. They're, they're, both of their top two lines are, I mean, they could both be number one lines on almost any team. So I have no problem stacking any of that top six. Um, I really don't even have a preference over which one I like them both. So uh, Cody Glass is one of the better young prospects. Uh, he looks like he's going to get a shot with two extremely talented players. So he might be point per dollar my favorite option. But, yeah, I, I just want to see – I want all the exposure. To, I, I'm going to have – I'm going to want overweight on Vegas tomorrow for sure. Yeah, I like this. Um, I like this Cody Glass price tag. Um, really, really cheap. It seems like on every site, so um, you can play him and get exposure to that second unit, that second line, um, and they're the cheaper line of the two as well. So you know, I think there's a bunch of different ways to stack Vegas. You've already, you kind of talked about it a few minutes ago. Um, the Vegas defense is really good. Does that mean we're playing some of these defensive players as well? I definitely want Shea Theodore. Um, most of the other defensemen on Vegas are more defensive-minded, which is why they're such a tough team to play against. Uh, I mean, Nate Schmidt's viable. They're all viable, but, I mean, if you're playing one, it's got to be Theodore. <laughs> Alvin Simon and Theodore, I'm in. <laughs> there um, you go. <laughs> all right, so we broke down the four games. I think John gave some great insight. I was able to make a lineup as we were going here, so uh, we'll throw it in that. $25 tournament over there on fantasy draft. I probably will not check it after recording the podcast and um, hopefully get, I get that um, email where I hit the payout zone. <laughs> so, um, all right, I'm putting you on the spot. Give me a guy. Cause we like to play a morning grind game. I usually have one for baseball. I usually have one for football. I made this on the fly. I made this as we were going. Um, so I'm putting you on the spot. It's not hard. Um, I think it's actually pretty easy. But um, give me any person. You had to pick one person to score a goal. Who would you take? Uh, Austin Matthews. Yeah, he seems like he's going to be pretty popular. Um, but that's fine. That's what I'm, I put you on the spot here. Um, all right, so using the new cool um, stat here at DraftKings, plus three points to get three points extra, give me a guy you feel like could have that potential on this slate. For shots or blocks or just either. the three, the three points, like the, oh, the three point day. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, McDavid. For, I mean, I'm going pretty chalky here, but listen, I didn't even give you a warning. So like <laughs> you're, you're giving us your favorite plays. It's fine with me. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm giving, giving the people some extra insight here. Um, the last one I have, and you can't take Toronto. I'm, I'm ruling out a game. Like I'm completely ruling out a team. Uh, give me a team that you feel really confident that's going to win. That's not Toronto. Uh, if I were going chalky, I'd tell you Vegas, but um, I just have a uh, a feeling the Blues are going to come out and, and play well to, and uh, get their first win of the season when they raise the banner. So um, I'll go St. Louis just to not be chalky three times. Hey, listen, being you already kind of said that chalky and hockey is not always a bad thing. Um, before we get out of here, I see that you're not on expert survey, so I'm going to take advantage of that. Give me a give me a hot take, um, and then we're gonna we're gonna jump out of here. Uh, we'll go with three points from Elias Pettersson. 
I don't even know who that is. Um, so I guess <laughs> that's a hot take. <laughs> so um, you do have your article up, DFS stacking um, values. You can check that out. Um, it's not even really an article. It's a very pretty easy to read, um, you know, chart that you have here for premium. And I'm not going to give out too much, but I will say that Toronto seems to be um, <laughs> that, that, that top line. And, you know, that's not, that's not saying much. Right, yeah. I wasn't surprised to see that when it kicked it out. So, All right, so you guys can check that out here at Premium. Um, you know, Give John some love for taking some time out of his busy schedule to help us out here with opening night because, hey, there's no basketball going on. The baseball game is going on, I guess. I'm already tilted from Max Scherzer giving up a bunch of runs in the first couple innings. So on that note, we're going to jump out of here. We'll be back tomorrow, week five NFL podcast. John, appreciate you taking some time out and joining us here. Good luck in your contest for opening night, and we'll see you guys again tomorrow.